Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us everywhere you get your favorite podcast show. Jake does a great job of getting them podcasts up. They're in different divisions, uh, different segments. Uh, we have some specialty podcasts up when I when I do an interview. So uh, you can check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I think we're on 36 different podcast platforms now. Uh, if you're watching Fox News or anywhere near a TV, they're show, well, they were just showing those officers, the NYPD officers in Times Square, being beaten by the group of illegal migrants uh, who were all, who were arrested, released without bail. Incredible. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. here in northeast Pennsylvania, 37 degrees, mostly cloudy. Um, hey, Rob, happy anniversary. When Frank retired, we were wondering who would uh, fill the time slot. I've been a listener to you since day one when you started. Well, I appreciate that. Um, said, okay, I'd give it a chance and uh, fell in love with the show. I never miss a show. Leave work at 3 p.m. and come home and make dinner with you on. I uh, tell everyone of you, you tell all the facts. And uh, not to go on tangents of uh, idiot political parties. Well, they truly are. I appreciate you listening. And uh, talks about Jake's expertise with uh, sports. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, they also mentioned the new police paperwork requirement New York City Council approved by overriding the mayor's veto. Uh, Yeah, this, this... whatever they call it, the All Stops Act or whatever it is. When you stop, there are already stop. they're called UF-250s, is the, the, was the form number, UF-250. That was a stop question frisk form. Anytime you stopped anybody for an investigative reason, you had to fill out one of these forms. Now they want you to fill out a form for absolutely anything. And the, the, the motive behind it is to bog down officers so they're not available to do proactive policing. I mean that that's that's the motive behind this and they also think that when they have this data they they'll, they'll be able to see and prove, oh look, the NYPD is inherently racist. Look at the look at this, oh, we have it right here. Look at all the people they stop. Because that's all they they tell you. That's all they tell the public. That's all they want to hear. And then you go, "Okay, you have that data of everyone we stopped, and you think it shows that we're inherently racist as a department. Systematic racism. We're abusing communities of color in the city. Now let's look at reported crimes, victims. Let's look at crime victims and what they've told the police. So you mean to tell me that the victims, who are overwhelmingly people of color, who are describing assailants, suspects, mostly of color that it's the police making up this information and just stopping people randomly. They want to leave that part out. So, yes, they want to bog down police officers to fill out unnecessary paperwork so they're not out there proactively policing. What's going to happen? Well, more crime's going to happen. Uh, more time to get to your 911 call is going to happen. These things don't happen in a bubble. We've seen it, I'm sure, at any of your workplaces. 
if you're given more work, it takes away from things, other things you could do. Now, you prioritize things. Now, you can only prioritize things so much. And, and I'll try and put it in perspective. When a shift comes on in a New York City police precinct, now, mind you, your average New York City police precinct maybe fields six to eight police cars a shift. Now, there's foot posts in certain places, but those are high areas, and obviously you can't go very far if you're on foot. It is not unheard of in your busiest, busier precincts on certain days of the week to when you log in at, I'll say, 11 o'clock at night. You start your shift, you go on the radio, and you say, 105 Adam Sector, you know, I'm on, I'm on available. I'm, I'm available for my shift at, at just after 11 o'clock. The dispatcher will come to you and say, okay, 105 Adam Sector, you have 138 jobs waiting. Now, what that is, what that means is you have 138 911 calls waiting. And what do you do? You say, okay, Central, start giving them to me. Well, your first one is at this location. Here's the job. You have a caller stating X, Y, and Z. And you go there. You find that caller, and you deal with it. Okay, give me the next one. Now, obviously, if a priority comes up, and the dispatcher sorts them by priority, they give you higher priorities. If it's just a report, if it's something that's not imminent, if it's something where there's no danger, those things happen. And they give you the more imperative ones first. But you're still holding 130-something jobs. And that's just from the shift prior. That, that's what you had waiting for you the second you came on. Now, during your shift, you're getting dozens of calls per hour. Added on to that 130 when you first started. Now they want you to fill out paperwork, additional paperwork for every stop, on addition to what the paperwork you were filling out to begin with. So wh where do you think that's going to lead you? Well, it's going to lead you not to have any time to be out there looking for crime. Lay, let's cruise around this area because we know there's been purchase snatchings over there. No, I'm going to be sitting in my car doing paperwork somewhere, looking at my iPad or my iPhone that they give us now. It's to prevent proactive policing. That's what that system is. So we'll see there. Let's go to uh, the phones. We And again, I was supposed to have Congresswoman Erin Hoochin. Indiana 9th District, United States Congresswoman, on today to talk about the border. She was just down there with a group of members of Congress. And the impeachment proceeding, uh, she had a vote on the floor today. So she will be joining us tomorrow. Hopefully there's no acts of Congress that uh, interfere. But, hey, the people's business takes priority, right? So hopefully we get her tomorrow. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Mike from Bloomsburg on the budget. Mike. Yeah, real quickly. Uh, I just heard today that our annual national defense budget is $900 billion. And then another report came out that said the annual cost for the amount of uh, aliens that we have let in will be $450 billion to, to house them, you know, take care of all their needs. And I'm just wondering, do you think it's appropriate to spend $450 billion on people that just walked into the country and only two times that much on our national defense. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. And that shows the priorities of the Democrat left and that they have a president that says if he had the power, he would shut down the border. We know that's a lie. 
We know the money they're spending is inappropriate. And anyone that votes for Democrats really needs to think about, do we want them spending that money like that when we're being attacked from just about every corner of the world now and the, our enemies don't fear us? And we're, you know, every time the budget for the uh, military comes around, the Democrats are fighting to reduce it. Yet they're willing to fork over $450 billion of taxpayer money to support the new entrance into our country. And that's all I have to say. I'm not happy about it. I don't think anyone should be happy about it. And the, the amount of money that's being spent and, and for Joe Biden to say that he's done all he can when the, none of the laws have changed and the prior administration had the least illegal immigration crossing into our nation in our lifetime. He's then, then he's simply stating that I'm incompetent. My administration is incompetent. We can't do this job properly. But the guy before me did with the same exact rules. Exactly. And I, the last thing I want to say is I've been watching CNN and MSNBC very regularly now, and I'm convinced that every problem that we have, uh, if you listen to them, is con uh, attributed to Donald Trump or his supporters. And if we just get rid of Trump and his supporters— would be living in nirvana. That's the message that they're basically putting out. Not in those exact words, but if you listen carefully, that's what their listeners are hearing. Well, and they've proven themselves, if you saw that uh, Joy Reid faux pas where she was caught on a hot mic talking about Joe Biden getting us into another effing war. I mean, she, she on air, she talks a different game. But behind the scenes, you know, she's there bad-mouthing Biden as a warmonger because, I'm sorry, we are fighting three proxy wars now um, since he's gotten in. You, you wonder how these people can do that. I mean, do they believe they're just entertainers? Or, or why would they be willing to say one thing when they believe something totally different? Is it the money, the job, the prestige? I, I don't get it. Well, it's CNN kind of said it outright themselves. I mean, Donald Trump being in the White House was one of their biggest money makers they've ever had as far as MSNBC and CNN and such like that. So, yeah, I'm sure they missed that. Uh, just like a lot of newspapers. I just saw the, the messenger just laid off a bunch of people via text message. And, you know, a bunch of friends of mine who are reporters at the messenger just got, uh, you know, laid off. And they're, they're finding out about it in a... Uh, other news stories from the New York Times and such like that. Uh, that it's a good moneymaker for them when something like that's happened. So, you know, let's, they're, 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 they're who they are. I mean, you read it. I, I watch all views. I, I watch them as well. And I, I, I applaud you for, for looking and, and watching as well because I like to look at all views. I like to watch everything from all sides, and then I make my own opinion on it. Yeah, we have to understand what the uh... – the Democrats and the Biden followers are being told. And finally, when I, when I think back on the 2016 election, I had predicted that Trump would win. And one of my main reasons was the media, all the networks were so happy to have all the viewers and all their advertising money. They were just giving him all the advertising he needed basically for free. Yeah, I mean, it's a moneymaker across the board, and, and I'll, I'll digest there where I say both parties have been lying to us, so we'll have to hold more accountable on both sides, Mike. But let me go. I got traffic and weather coming up, Mike. I appreciate sure. your call. You take care now. Bye. Thank you.
It's uh, 522 here at WILK. Time for the traffic with Brian Hughes. Thank you, Rob. In Lackawanna County, Interstate 81 northbound, slowing Davis Street approaching River Street. It's 182 to 184. Also slow on Davis Street approaching Pittston Avenue. Luzerne County, slow in the Back Mountain, 309 both directions approaching Carverton Road. And in Dallas, slow go 415 southbound from West Center Hill Road approaching Lake Street. If you see a traffic problem, give the jam line a call, 570-883-7269. I'm Brian Hughes in the WILK Traffic Center with this Pentelidata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Brian. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Today, cloudy with some sprinkles and flurries, high 38. Tonight, cloudy with a few flurries, low 32. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high 43. Friday, Groundhog's Day. Some rain or snow, uh, light snow that day. Not much of an accumulation, but it's going to be in the, the 30s somewhere and about there. And then things change for the better. Saturday and Sunday, we're looking at sun and in the 40s. It's, um, oh, before I get to that, let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. Um, listen, you're going to go to BudgetBlinds.com. You're going to make an appointment. Tom or Rick are the owners of our local Budget Blind locations here. Great guys. They will. They are the leaders in custom window treatments. 90% more options than the big box stores. I'm telling you, that's what, what stood out to me for the most part. They showed up with, a, with a, a cart. They couldn't even carry the books in. That's how many there were. That's how many choices. That's how the selections were. My wife and I were literally split up in two different rooms where we're going through two different styles, and we'd walk in and say, well, what do you think about this? And then she would walk in the room I was in and say, what do you think about this? Because there was just too much spread around all over our family room and our kitchen. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including the no questions asked guarantee, which means you are going to save money. Where else can you get a no questions asked guarantee? It's just the way you're going to go through two or three sets of blinds at the big box store. You're going to fight to get them up. They're not going to last or they'll just get wear and tear. No questions asked, best warranty in the business. You cannot miss out. BudgetBlinds.com. Give them a call. Tom and Rick will take care of you. Tell them I sent you. It's currently 524 here at WILK, 37 degrees. We'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, we had this story. This this video was actually sent to me, and it was like, uh, even it was like, is this for real? And it, it turns out it is. Pennsylvania man was arrested after allegedly killing his father and displaying his decapitated head on YouTube. In the video, which thankfully has since been removed, Justin Moan said his father was a federal employee and refers to him as a traitor while voicing right-wing conspiracy theories. And it's, it's interesting. I, I get text messages because that's the only thing people want to focus on. You know, doesn't matter he's nuts. Doesn't matter he killed his father. Doesn't matter he performed a decapitation. What mattered was, you know, his, he, he was a right-winger. But when it's the other side, it's like, oh, we're just going to forget about that. He's 32, accused of killing his father. He was taken in, uh, the, the son was taken into custody about 100 miles away from the crime scene on suspicion of first-degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and possessing an instrument of crime with intent, according to a court docket released. Now, I believe he was arrested down near uh, Fort Indian Town Gap. I have the arrest affidavit in front of me. Um, thankfully, murder in the first degree gets no bail, so that's the bail action required. He was uh, 
indicted on uh, murder in the first degree, and this is from the magisterial court, court, so it'll go to Commonwealth Court, abuse of a corpse and possession of an instrument with intent. He's uh, was prosecuted by the Bucks County District Attorney's Office. Obviously, bail was denied, which is a good thing. And he racked up $22 in miscellaneous court costs so far. That's all the the paperwork says there. Obviously, the guy's nuts. Says he's filed at least three lawsuits against federal agencies, including the U.S. government, claiming they negligently caused him to take out student loans between 2010 and his graduation from the Pennsylvania State University in 2014. Court filing shows. He paid a filing fee fee of $2,000, and after his claims were dismissed, he sought to have the judge recused from the case because of what he claimed was a personal bias and a conflicting personal financial interest. In a legal opinion in one case, the judge called the accusation uh, entirely speculative and without factual basis. Said Mullen's complaints were of uh, inaccurate allegations and a disappointed of a disappointed college graduate graduate that I, 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 w- I w- hope that judge copyrights that stand that that phrase the complaints were that of an inac- were the inaccurate allegations of a disappointed college graduate anyone <laughs> it's not a funny situation but it's, it's, the guy is nuts obviously says he also sued his former employer progressive insurance in 2020 alleging wrongful termination and sexual discrimination against men. He was hired as a customer service representative in October 2016 and was fired in August of 2017. So what, he lasts uh, seven months, eight months? After he kicked open the facility's doors, court records show, district court ruled that he failed to establish a case of discrimination. When Moen was filing his lawsuit, his parents were giving him about $540 a month. He indicated in the court filing shortly before Progressive fired him, he'd taken a trip to Vegas to see if he could pursue a music career, according to the lawsuit. He represented himself in all the lawsuits. Moen was highly active on social media where he promoted himself, uh, his self-released music and books including some science fiction. Nonfiction book released via Amazon in 2017. Regardless, it was a gruesome scene and obviously has mental issues. Obviously has been in mental decline for a while. Police later stopped Moen at Fort Indian Town Gap, about 100 miles away from the crime scene, driving a car that was missing from the family home. We didn't know where he was going and what his intentions were when he left here. Police said, fortunately, we were able to get a location based on his cell phone. So they pinged his cell phone. Good deal. The phone pinged, uh, next, next paragraph, the phone pinged near Indiantown Gap National Cemetery and just outside the National Guard base where police found a car outside. Angela Watson of the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, which oversees the National Guard, said Wednesday, He jumped over a fence and entered the base, she said. The National Guard and the Pennsylvania State Police were both contacted to help find him 
and officers took him into custody without incident around 9.25 p.m. Watson said she added that Moen was armed with a firearm. No one was injured when he was on the base. And that's the latest on that situation there. I mean, like I said, I have the arrest affidavit in front of me, and it charged with murder in the first degree, abuse of a corpse, and possession of instrument of crime with intent. And when he was arrested, thankfully, there was no further incidents. He jumped the fence to Fort Indian Town Gap military base and was armed with a firearm when he was taken into custody without incident, thankfully. Another great job by uh, local authorities and the state police. It's 532 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Nancy Kamen in for uh, Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, just read some text messages coming in. It's uh, 537 here at WILK. Again, the Rob O'Donnell Show one-year anniversary show. Uh, been here with you guys for a year and uh, looking forward to year number two with you guys. Uh, something that may have flown under the radar. As a matter of fact, when I read it on the Associated Press this morning, uh, it surprised me because didn't really hear much about it. With everything else going on, it's kind of flown under the radar. But Russia and Ukraine swapped scores of POWs despite tensions over a plane crash last week. Russia and Ukraine have exchanged about 200 prisoners of war, the country said today. Despite tensions stemming from last week's crash of a military transport plane that Moscow claimed was carrying Ukrainian POWs and was shot down by Kyiv forces. After the January 24th crash of uh, the Russian transport plane region near the border of Ukraine, some uh, Russian officials had publicly questioned the possibility of future POW swaps. Russian Defense Ministry said the countries exchange 195 POWs each after the statement was released. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said 207 Ukrainians were free. There were no immediate explanation for the different figures. So they, they've swapped uh, or somewhere around between 195 and 207 each. So that's 400 prisoners of war that have gone back and forth. Uh, it says uh, this was the 50th such exchange since the beginning of the Russia full-scale invasion nearly two years ago with a total of 3,035 POWs repatriated. So, uh, you know, as we're focusing on a lot of other things, you know, the swap of POWs to the tune of uh, 400, 200 each side is a good sign coming out of Ukraine there. It said, without pri uh, providing details or evidence that the Russian POWs who were swapped Wednesday face deadly danger in captivity and will be flown to Moscow for treatment or rehabilitation. Moscow had said 65 Ukrainian POWs have been, uh, were aboard the military transport plane that crashed January 24th. Ukrainian officials confirmed that the swap was due to take place and that, the day, uh, that day and was called off. Uh, said they uh, saw no evidence the plane was carrying the POWs, which is why their defense forces took it down. So, uh, like I said, uh, it's, uh, when I was reading through the news this morning, it came across my feed from the Associated Press, and, and good news that the at least 400 prisoners were exchanged, 200 from each side. It's uh, 540 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. That is very good news, Rob. Actually, yeah. I mean, it, it, this is an intolerable situation for both sides. It, they just can't keep this going indefinitely. At some point, they're going to have to 
meet somewhere in the middle, and more than likely that might be the Donbass region, which has, tends to be more Russian than Ukrainian. So uh, I think that's the key to actually having peace there is, yeah, is some finding of the, some sort of a – make it a like a neutral ground for both sides. Yeah, some of, some of what even Zelensky said publicly that he wants back, the populace there doesn't want to come back. So uh, they're more Russian than they yeah. are Ukrainian. Right. So, and right. there seems to be no off-ramp. An exchange of, of prisoners is a good sign. Hopefully they can find that off-ramp. Well, so far, speaking of off-ramps, time to do a little bit of traffic. Uh, Slogo in Lackawanna County on Interstate 81 northbound between Davis Street approaching the River Street exit, 182 to 184. Also slow, Davis Street approaching Pittston Avenue in the Back Mountain. couple slow spots, Trucksville 309 both directions approaching Carverton Road. And uh, 415 slowing southbound West Center Hill Road approaching Lake Street. I'm Brian Hughes in the WILK Traffic Center with this Pentelidata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Brian. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, cloudy with a few flurries, low 32. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 43. Friday, Groundhog Day. Light rain and snow, it'll be somewhere in the 30s. Um, hopefully, good signs and good things to go that day if you believe in that sort of thing. Saturday and Sunday, though, if, it, if, if there is no shadow on Friday, Saturday and Sunday is sunny and in the 40s. So a good weekend ahead for us. It's currently 37 degrees outside at 542 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, just looking at a vote that took place in, uh, in Washington. It says the U.S. House of Representatives voted 422 to 2 with one abstention to ban Hamas and other perpetrators of the October 7th massacre from the United States. Representative Cory Bush and Representative Rashida Tlaib voted yes to let in Hamas to America, while Rep Representative Delia Ramirez voted present. So that's, uh, I'm assuming that's the vote that uh, Congresswoman Erin Huchin who was supposed to be a guest on the show at the 5 o'clock hour today, said that she had a conflict last minute today, just before the show. She reached out to me and rescheduled for tomorrow. So we'll ask about that tomorrow. But uh goes without saying. Let me go to the phone real quick, and then I want to finish up on a, on a, not a positive note, but a solemn note. We have L from Wayne County on Biden. L, what's going on? Uh, first of all, uh, Happy first anniversary Thank and you. great, great job for the first anniversary. Now, I want to ask you a question and then I want to make a statement. OK, so so leave me on a couple minutes. OK, or a couple seconds. All right. How many barges are still out in the waters of California that still need to come into port and get unloaded? No clue. Well, uh, in November, I had to drive to Stroudsburg to get one of the supplements I use. Last week, I had to go in four stores, and I couldn't get my product, my supplement, out of four stores. This is why I'm asking the question. Is Buddha, do, Buddha Judge or Buddha Do doing anything? <laughs> and I feel that the heck with the – forget the impeachment. I feel that Joe Biden, Camilla Harris, Majorca, and Buddha Judge – should all be made and told to resign 
for not doing their job and keeping us safe and doing what they're supposed to be doing. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to go to Stroudsburg to get a product or drive to Scranton to get another product because they don't have it where I need to get it, where I've already always gotten it. And it, it's just ridiculous. There's got to be 100 barges still on the water, and we have not heard anything about this for a long, long time. And I really think that we all need to make them resign, and we need to take a vote. I think, I think we should make a change because we definitely need a change. First time in history that we have a joker for a president. And then don't forget, Biden made two promises before he got elected. One, he said he'd, re- he'd unite us all, and he also said he would end COVID. So those are two big promises that he hasn't done and he can't do. So <laughs> what's your comment, Rob? <laughs> uh, I'm just looking up. Uh, it looks like the average wait time is six days on the West Coast for vessels going into the port now. But there's no comment uh, doesn't say, on doesn't how many say, are out there. It doesn't say how many, though, but it says the average wait time is six days. So uh, Well, before November, I was having trouble getting that one product. And then I finally got it in, you know, I had to drive to Stroudsburg to get it. But I use that every day. So well, 15% there, of the world's goods go through the port of Humuth, the, the, the Red Sea and the port of, the port of Humuth, Hermuth. Uh, and going around the Horn of Africa is adding 40 days and a million dollars per container to that transit for the ships. And I believe Maersk has uh, halted all ships going through that area because they're, they're tired of being shot at. Uh, so that's having an issue with it, which is why China even told Iran to knock it off because uh, their supply chains are starting to suffer. So that could be adding to it again. Um, but we'll see. Before, they kept using the crutch Oh, because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic, we can't do this. Because of the pandemic, we can't get this. Well, the pandemic is supposedly gone, and we still are having major issues with transportation. The the pandemic was was affecting 35% of our supply chain, and that's how we felt it during that time, and that's how much we felt it. Uh, we're feeling between 15 and 20 percent of our fl- supply chain because of what's going on in the Red Sea right now. And the only reason it's that low is because our military is there defending the ships and those ships are still going through. If if that becomes more of a choke, po- choke point, from what I'm reading and what I'm told by transportation experts, it'll be identical to COVID, the supply chain shortages, if we don't straighten out what's going on in the Red Sea now. Well, we need to get rid of this joker. That's the en- That's the answer. To, to this problem, get rid of this joker and the VP joker. And she was originally responsible for the border and nobody's bringing her name up at all. I, I have to laugh about that. Well, there's actually no. an undercover video out today that says that uh, the administration knows that Biden is in a cognitive decline and this administration is trying to get rid of Kamala Harris's vice president. So that, that's an undercover video that came out from uh, James O'Keefe of Project Veritas today. I don't know the validity to it, but we'll see. Usually his stuff grabs a little ground, so we'll see what happens with that. Ella, I appreciate your call. Okay, thanks. Have thanks. a great night, and Thank you. congratulations again. Thank you. Thank Keep you. Good job. We're going to try. We're going to try. Um, I like the personal connection 
uh, knowing a little bit more about these soldiers that uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice for you and I. And, and there's a story of one of them today. Uh, one of the three U.S. soldiers killed by terrorist drone strike in Jordan wanted to make her country proud by joining the Army and knew the risks involved but wasn't afraid to do her part, a pal told the Post. A lifelong friend of 24-year-old Kennedy Sanders said the Army reservist loved serving her country and knew the risks involved with enlisting in the military. She was super brave, her friend, 29, told the Post. She wanted to serve the country and make this country proud. I wanted to know, I wanted everyone to know she did exactly that. McPherson ex described Sanders as her god sister, explaining that their mothers are best friends and former neighbors in Georgia. We all grew up together. We always just called each other sisters, McPherson said. We had so many pictures together as babies. McPherson shared a photo on her and Kennedy, of her and Kennedy, as children smiling together among a pile of siblings and cousins. Kennedy was super goofy, funny. She was real big in the community and volunteering athletics. She was a coach, McPherson said. She liked to play pranks on people all the time. Very trustful. That's why I loved her. Kennedy was killed in her bunkhouse near the Syrian border on Saturday night when the Iranian-backed militia launched a drone strike. She died alongside two other truth mates, Specialist Brianna Moffitt, 23, and Sergeant William Rivers, 46. All three were Georgia natives based out of Fort Moore. You may not recognize the name Fort Moore in Georgia. Fort Moore used to be Fort Benning, and it was changed recently due to the name changes. And now it's Fort Moore. McPherson, a Marine Corps veteran, said McKennedy came from a family of service members, including her father, her cousin, and others who served in numerous branches of the military. Despite those influences, McPherson noted that Kennedy was her own person who made sure she joined the Army out of her own personal ambitions. It was something she wanted to do, McPherson said, adding that Kennedy was planning to enlist full-time after her term in the reserves ended to make a career out of the Army. Even though the job came with danger, Kennedy was willing to phase them because she loved serving her country. Going into the military, you know the risks. You understand the risks. Kennedy was not naive to the situation and the risks. She knew what type of risks would come with it, and she still decided to serve our country. She paid the ultimate price for this country. Though the loss has been pretty hard for San Sanders' family, especially for her mother and twin brother, Kendall McPherson said Kennedy died doing what she loved. She was proud to serve her country, if Kennedy had a choice to do it all over again, I'm sure she would, she said. She was in it because she wanted to serve the country and make this country proud to do her part and want everybody to know she did exactly that. Um, I believe the Department of the Army has posthumously promoted both specialist Kennedy Sanders... And Brianna Moffitt from specialist to sergeant. So they have been posthumously promoted to sergeant, both of them. And the last I heard, the president was expected to go to the dignified transfer of remains at Dover, I believe, on Friday in Delaware. I've driven by Dover Air Base multiple times on my ways down to Virginia Beach. 
uh, it's a solemn moment every time you drive by there because uh, you literally drive almost directly through the base and you can see the planes and where those those C-130s come in with the remains of our flag-draped coffin heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice. And we have three more, five more in total, Gold Star families. If you don't know what a Gold Star family is, it's a family that has suffered the ultimate sacrifice where one of their loved ones have made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. A Blue Star family is someone who's serving actively in for our military in a war zone. I have uh, two blue stars on the front of my house. Hopefully, they stay that way. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Again, the one-year anniversary show. Here with you guys for one year. I appreciate uh, everything you've done, the support you've shown me, just the messages today when I posted uh, a post. And if you're not following me on social media, please give me a follow on social media, Rob O'Donnell on Facebook. You can also go to WILK's Facebook page. They retweeted my one-year anniversary post today, so you can get my link there and just uh, follow follow me and get a heads up on what I'm going to talk about during the day, get some videos, get some uh, stories that I talk about during the day. And uh, on Twitter... You know, I got uh, 30,000 followers on Twitter. I do a lot there. Instagram, it's kind of hard to keep up with, so uh, don't try. Uh, I I just kind of go with the flow with Instagram. I still don't even know how that works 100% there. I, I have enough trouble keeping up with Instagram and Facebook. But in, at Facebook, it's at O'Donnell underscore R. But Facebook's the place to probably follow me here. And, again, I appreciate all the support, all the comments today. All the love I've gotten from you guys. We're going to keep bringing you a good product, keep bringing you a great show, keep getting you the news and the guests from around the, the country that are specialists in the field. And again, tomorrow we're going to have a U.S. Congresswoman to tell us what's going on in Washington firsthand from Indiana. Was down at the border, tell us what's going on right there. And again, I cannot give Jake thanks enough in the control room because you do not get me without him. So we're a pair here. We're a team. And it's as simple as that.